And welcome to another episode of The Co-op Show. I'm one of your hosts, Brits. And I'm Jason. And today we're talking about our time making warm, salty tea and making crumpets with little red berry things on them on our way to Mars and 39 days to Mars. Making me hungry. Oh, you want some of that warm, salty tea? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and crumpets and biscuits and scones and give it all to me. Ugh, warm, salty tea. Like, that just sounds so gross, though. I'm surprised you're like down for that. Well, not not. So I'll much make the you some warm salty tea. tea. That's what she said. <laughs> what what happened after she said that? I don't. <laughs> what did she actually make? <laughs> that's a story for another time. Oh Ooh. goodness gracious! So we're talking about 39 Days to Mars, and this game released on not this day. I have written down in my document. This day is absolutely incorrect. But I, what I do know is that you and I played it for the first time in 2019. So it was around this time two years ago. So March 2019-ish is when it first came to Xbox. And I believe it just more recently came to Nintendo Switch. This is an adventure puzzle game rated E for everybody. Developed by It's Anecdotal, which is one person named Philip Buchanan. Oh. What's when, up with us playing these games lately that are developed by like one or two people? I'm telling you, man. Those little indie devs have the best charm. They just know. You know, it's like that personal touch. Also published by it, it's anecdotal. Why is that such a hard word? It's anecdotal. Um, available on Nintendo Switch, PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Supports up to two players local, or you can play by yourself, no shame. And the MSRP. What do you think the MSRP is? Um, I'm going to go with 10 bucks. $14.99. All right. Which we'll talk about in a minute, because you can finish this game in about two hours. Yeah, I think we just did it in hour 45, right? Yeah, we did. So here is the plot overview. Oh, I feel like I can break out my really bad accent here. Okay, here we go. I mean, <laughs> I'm ready for it. Put your top hat on. <laughs> if you're listening, put your top hat on. Drink, get your tea ready. Get your monocle get, out. Get your scone ready and your monocle. <laughs> Join Sir Albert Wicks and the Right Honorable Clarence Baxter for an exciting 19th century adventure. 39 Days to Mars is a one-to-two-player cooperative adventure game set in an alternative reality some 150 years in the past. You're tasked with piloting the HMS Fearful, a masterpiece of an unreliable engineering, on its maiden voyage to Mars. God, even, that makes me want to tear my hair out. We just lost every British listener that we, hey, which, never which claimed, was like one that we. I never so we, claimed, we lost our one listen, British listener. Demers, I never claimed that that was a British accent. But but Sir Albert, whatever, and whatever the other guy's name is, you already forgot their names. <laughs> well, you know what? They, are, they're they're gonna, British. Are you so. going to say it's because you couldn't understand what I was saying? I, I couldn't. I couldn't hear. <laughs> I couldn't hear the words you were saying. Only how you were saying it. <laughs> like if I was listening right now, I'd probably just be hitting rewind. Okay, so basically, <laughs> give us the TLDR. Basically, you are Sir Albert Wicks and the Right Honorable Clarence Baxter piloting the HMS Fearful on its maiden voyage to Mars. So TLDR: two dudes are like, "Yo, we should go to Mars." 
that that's that's it. That's the TLDR. Like, <laughs> and then they go to Mars. Quite literally, that's how the game starts. Yeah. Um, but just like a little fun note, as I was mentioning earlier, because I kind of forgot to put in the release date in the show notes. My bad. Uh, we first played this game in March of 2019 because I found the email thread. And just a few days after you and I played it, Philip himself reached out to us and well, reached out to me specifically. Sorry. <laughs> You didn't know who you were. I'm not cool enough. <laughs> you, you you weren't dabbling in the game industry. Um, and that's because PAX East 2019 was right around the corner. So he was offering demos of 39 Days to Mars. And this is what I had told him. I said, hey, Philip, thanks for reaching out. Talk about timing. My husband and I just played this last weekend, and I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. This was such a fun and charming and refreshing experience, and I can't thank you enough for making it. It's so rare that you find experiences tailored specifically for the co-op experience, and I can't tell you how much we appreciated it. Um, so, like, obviously, it left a really good impression on me, and I believe you really liked it, too, when we played it in March of 2019. I did. It's super heartwarming. It's just chill. And when we first started talking about doing a co-op show, I've always wanted to do a show on 39 Days to Mars because it's such a cute little charming game. Yeah, you've had this one at the top of your list for, like, games we want to do, and I've got a few on my list, too, but we won't spoil any secrets. But, yeah, I'm glad we, we were able to hammer this one out because yeah. this is a great game. Yeah, it really is. So... Let's, like, set the scene here. So it literally starts out with one of the gentlemen saying, Say, shall we build a spaceship and explore Mars? God, that's terrible. <laughs> and this is in, like, the year 18, like, 80-something or something, right? Something like that. It's, yeah. It, it's around there. So 1876, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that sounds right. So, um, yeah, and then the other guy's like, All right. <laughs> um, to exactly quote, that's an excellent idea. Ah, okay. And off you go. And off you go. They, they hop into their spaceship and there we go and then throughout the, as the uh, days progress from day one to day 39 they're just dealing with fucking problems <laughs> pretty, fucking problems pretty much their little spaceship is just not very well equipped and i think that's where a lot of the charm of this comes in so like we said earlier you will finish this game in two hours or less you and i finished it in an hour 40 yeah i'm seeing some people finish it in an hour i guess it depends if you're playing by yourself i'd like to meet the genius who beats this game in an hour holy shit yeah i guess you would just have to be really good at the puzzles because i mean maybe speedrunners yeah do that. perhaps um and so I think some of the charm from this game also comes from the fact that it looks so simple. So your background the entire time is kind of like this dull orangey brownie color. And then the think art. Think of like the dust on Mars. That's kind of Perfect. what I think about it. Oh, look at you. That's, that's, a, great ex that's a great example. Yeah. Um, and the art style is super simplistic. You have like black scribbles and muted colors of orange, gray, and white. And it kind of makes up this really charming atmosphere. It's almost like essentially stick figures, really. Yeah, it really is. Like hand-drawn art assets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you board your ship and the ship consists of all these different little areas. And it's all, uh, I'm trying to describe how you look at it. There's like 2D. a library. It's oh, all 2D. Oh. Yeah, it's totally 2D. Yeah, you're looking, it's almost like you're looking at a cross section of the ship as it's, as it's upright. But you can see through, there's no wall Right. Between you and so you can see it. What about like Fallout? Would that be a good way to like oh. Fallout? Um, what's the oh, Fallout? The, the little mobile game? Yeah, the one where you bang everybody, you <laughs> get everybody pregnant. I didn't bang anyone. Oh, wait. Yeah, you had a, you yeah, had a lot of people pregnant. In that I game. did. Yeah, you got to knock people up in that but game. But anyway, yeah, it's a 2D look. And Fallout you just, Vault? Oh, fuck. I don't know. I'm not the one who played it, Nimmers. I did play it, but that was a long time ago. But anyway, Fallout Mobile Fallout Shelter? 
Shelter. Yeah, yeah, shelter. yeah. So it's like that. Yeah. It's like that. And, um, yeah, like, like you were saying earlier, as the days progress, 1 to 39, you know, they're just sitting around enjoying themselves, but then something will go wrong. Something will go very wrong, comically <laughs> wrong. And then they... What's so fun about it? The gravity it, machine goes out. The Uh-oh. gravity machine goes out. And then so what you have to do is, you know, walk over to the little gravity machine and, you know, select the prompt. But then they're like, actually, you know what? Now's a perfect time for a cup of tea. <laughs> or now I really want a scone. And I think this is a good time to where we can talk about um, a lot of the mini games too. Yeah. Because there's just like a whole bunch of fun ones. And what's really fun about these mini games is they literally give you no instruction like no instructions on what to do or how to finish these. All you are given is like a set of tools in front of you. And it's like, okay, figure it out. Yeah. There is a give up option though. So if you're really stumped, yeah, if you get stumped, but I, I like it because you, yeah, you're, you're looking at this screen and you're like, all right, what do we do here? And then as, mm-hmm. as co-op partners, you're, you're like talking this out and you're figuring it out. And some of it is physics based. Some of it is um, timing based where, you you know, we got to time up our, our little levers to, to, at the same time. Um, mm. You know what I'm talking about? Where you got to lower the lever and then lock it. Well, not exactly. But anyway, there's there's timing based puzzles. There's um, just sort of like order based things there. It, it's all just essentially shit that you got to like figure out what you're doing. And then when you do that, it's kind of dude, it's like an escape room. Yeah, that's a good it's way It's like an of escape room. Puzzles every are little, very escape room like. Yeah, every little puzzle is like an escape room. Like you have to figure out what to do and then figure out how to do it. Yeah. For every puzzle. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So as like I said, as you're on your ship, you know, you'll something will break, you walk up to it, both players will select A and then it takes you into this puzzle. And so the puzzle itself takes up the whole screen. You don't see the characters or anything. It's just you and your partner and your cursors and you go on with your bad self. Yep. So for example, there was a paper puzzle, um, puzzle, <laughs> a paper puzzle, <laughs> puzzle where you had scraps. It was actually your navigation map that got torn to shreds. I think by the cat, I think I remember that. And you and your partner have to rotate these pieces of paper. So for example, Jason would grab one corner. I would grab the other and we would both like, Make sure we both had a clear idea of which way we were going to rotate the piece of paper. So we knew if we were going to turn it clockwise or counterclockwise and try to fit these several pieces together. And uh, again, like they don't give you any reference material. So it's just a lot of trial and error, but we got it. And what I, one thing I love about some of these puzzles is that you have to communicate and collaborate on these. Like if I pick up a piece of the puzzle, I I alone can't spin that piece, that like jigsaw pe- puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. I need your help to do it because we, I need you to grab one end. I grab the other end. And then if you move down and I move up, then we're spinning it. Right. Um, but I can't do it alone. And so we really have to communicate for a lot of these puzzles. And I, I like that, you know, it's fun as a co-op uh, to have a co-op partner and, and you're really communicating. You're not just sort of sitting there like silently playing a game. Yeah. You are talking, you are figuring it out. Exactly. And the puzzle itself is just super cute. It's like a yeah. random, there's a random octopus in the space yeah. and you're trying to f- put together your navigation map and there's all these random things on there and you're like, I don't know why that's there, but it's there. Um, there's that, there's a rose garden puzzle where you need to figure out how to build the most perfect rose garden yeah. or most g- perfect garden on your ship because that's important. Why? I don't know. <laughs> but again, the game like, is super silly. It's super silly. There's a Morse code puzzle, but going back to the scones and the cuppa. <laughs> I was going to talk about the scones. Those are funny. So like, like we were saying, you know, the gravity, the gravity balancer machine or whatever on the ship 
is going tits up. Like it's yeah, the ship is like going down. Shit's flaked. And these, <laughs> even though we're in space, yes, the ship <laughs> is going down. Don't ask us where down is <laughs> in space. It's just going down. And okay? these these fine gentlemen are like, oh shit, this is not good. But you know what? I could really go for a scone right now. <laughs> before we can fix the gravity machine, we need a scone. And I would say about four or five times before we would complete a puzzle or even get the chance to participate in a puzzle and mm-hmm. fix whatever was broken. These dudes are like, I want some tea right now. So then yeah. what you would do is go to the kitchen or go to wherever or where the scone was and you would compose what kind of tea or what kind of scone they wanted. So when it comes to the scone, you have certain options. So what will happen is like, okay, you, you activate the scone mini game and then in front of you, you see cream, butter, jam, red currants, and strawberries. Currants? How do you say it? Currant? I no, I don't know. I was like red currants. Currant? I really actually don't <laughs> no, know. You're I, probably I, right. I, I, Listen, I, I you're, figured you're because it's, it's like a British word, right? Like currant. Wait, How do you spell it? Hold up. Red Put it currant. into Google. C-U-R-R-A-N-T. Okay, hold on. Okay, say it, Google. I'm going to have Google pronounce this for us. Okay, let's let's do this one. Wait, take your bets. Wait, shh. Red currant. Oh. Current. Well, I was right. You, uh, damn it! I feel like curant sounds Listen, way. Just keep listening to it. Red oh yeah, red currant. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I feel like curant sounds way more like fancy, <laughs> like a British person. It would really say does. It and I was gonna say, oh, wait, here's how you say it in the UK. You need a British listener to be like. Hold on, this is how you say it in the UK. Red currant. Oh, it's current. Red currant. Red currant. Current. Red currant. Current. It was more like current. Okay, that's like, like, the like C A. It's like current. Uh, And so it'll be like this person, Albert, I believe is what Albert wants a scone with a dab of butter, tons of jam, six red currants and two strawberries. And so then you have to like construct this scone and you might be thinking, okay, what's the big deal? Oh, friends, (laughs) it's it's all physics based. It's an ordeal. All you have are your cursors, like your little hand cursor. It's a little hand and, and you have a knife and together you have to work to slice to get the butter and you have to keep the butter on the knife as you move it over towards so the like scone. So like Jason will have the left side of the knife. I'll have the right side yeah. of the knife and we're like heave hoeing together to try to like get yeah. this fucking butter on the scone. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of hilarious because you know, the knife can accidentally tip the scone off this plate. And now you've got a big problem to deal with. Uh, or if you put, you know, just if you put too much butter on, that's not good. It has to be just right. According to what Albert wants on that particular day. Um, it, it it's silly and it's fun and it's just one of those physics-based games that I, I got a kick out of. I know you did, too. It's we we laughed cute. a lot. It's yeah. really cute. And then you have the tea where you have to make a nice cuppa. Yeah, he calls it a cuppa. A cuppa. And we're at the beginning of the show where I called it, what I call it, warm, salty tea, is because the water that, for some reason, these gentlemen decided to have on their ship to make tea is salt water. I don't know why they decided to use salt water. This is either a British thing or it's like an 1870s British thing or it's not a British thing at all. We, we, we really need to bring a British guest on this show. That's like the theme I, of this I thought episode. it was just like a silly puzzle mechanic thrown in because then what they have are many sweet sugar cubes on the side that you have to use to counterbalance the saltiness. So like, let's say yeah. Albert wants warm, sweet tea, right? You pour the scalding salt water into the cup <laughs> and now you have scalding cup of salty water and then you put the tea bag in and now you have scalding salty, salty tea. tea then you put some cubes in cubes of sugar sugar and now you have just like 
scalding tea, but then as it cools, it becomes hot and then it becomes warm. And then when it becomes warm, that's when you turn in the puzzle and you're like, I've done it. Yeah. And you got to You got to turn it in right at that moment because if the, it, because if you wait any longer, it goes from warm to like cool, cool, or, cool, cool or yeah. But again, like the, the whole twist in all this is it's physics based. So like yep. Jason has to grab like the cup and I have to grab the, the handle of the pitcher of water yep. or the pitcher itself and you to have pour to water tilt out. it. And the water just goes everywhere. And again, anyway, it's just really fucking cute. It's cute. It's fun. It really, every little puzzle requires uh, both of you to work together to make shit happen. Yeah. And I'd actually, I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to how you would play this game in single player. I know it has a single player mode, but I can't imagine the puzzles could or so would be anything like. from the Steam page, uh -huh. for the solo Voyager, the ship's computer controlled cat will keep you company. Without a second pair of hands, Albert will need an extra dose of dexterity to navigate the challenges of Victorian space flight. So it sounds like you'll have a computer-controlled cat, but I don't know. Maybe you have to like huh. use the left analog and the right analog. Yeah, perhaps. it might be. Yeah. Um, I think on PC, one person has a keyboard, one person has the mouse. So maybe if you're playing in single player, one you have to do both. I'm not entirely sure how it works, but this game is absolutely meant to play in co-op. But oh, you can sure. play it yourself if you want to challenge. Well, I this is know. the co-op show. People come here to hear, hear about co-op games yeah. anyway. So um, so anyway, like that's kind of the gist of what you're going to do during this game. And I mean, that's pretty much Little it. Little like, mini games in order to solve fucking things problems. Things are going to break. You're going to try to fix them. You just are given tools in front of you and you're not given any instruction. And it's like, figure this out with your partner. Yeah. And um, I would say... Only maybe once was there a frustrating puzzle, and that was because it just made us very dizzy. Oh, because the screen was spinning. The screen was spinning in a way that I don't think was necessary, but yeah. for some reason it was implemented that way. But I think it was meant to make you feel like, oh, you're out in space, because it was this part maybe where you like, oh, I'm in the fucking vortex of a toilet bowl water spinning down, and now I'm. <laughs> but it was you and I were both dizzy. looking away, looking up at the ceiling. We were like, dude, look anywhere else but the screen right now because yeah. it's spinning, and we're like getting dizzy from this. But shit. it's it's a really really fun experience, and um, yeah, like I would just say the the gameplay and the witty remarks and the quirky dialogue, yeah, and the fact that again it's one of those games that's built from the ground up for co op, and there's just not a lot of those. Yeah, uh, it it works really well. So I would say like the main criticism I would have of this, and I think it's the one that most people share, is that it's just short. Yeah, it it it's short. Um, I, I guess the reason why I'm hesitating is because I didn't feel like it was too like short. It, it didn't though. overstay its welcome. No, I felt like I got a perfect amount of enjoyment out of it. And that's how I feel about that's it. That's a really good point. And I was reading some of the Steam reviews of this game, and it sounded mostly positive right now, um, or mainly positive or very positive. Either way, it's positive. Uh, and they, a lot of people said what I think you and how you and I would feel too is is we've talked about how the price tag on a game that shouldn't be reflective of how many hours of enjoyment you get of something. So mm -hmm. despite this game, you know, being an hour forty to two hours and being fourteen ninety nine. Most people, and I think us included, would say that it's worth the enjoyment you get out of it because it is such a unique and charming experience. And that's like the price of a movie these days. You know, if you're going to rent a movie from home or buy a movie or something. Yeah. Um, it's very different. And the first time I played it, I remember just being so enamored with it that I was still thinking about it two years later. And it was at the top of my list of co-op games to play. And so that's why I'm happy we're finally doing it. Yeah, and this game is not about... Uh, gameplay, action, story, or graphics. Platforming or nothing or like that. Really anything. There, yeah, there's none of that. This game is all about um, 
a series. You can essentially think of it as like a series of mini games that are designed for co-op that are fun and challenging, unique and interesting. That help tell a simple yet enjoyable narrative. A simple narrative of these two of, dorks trying to get to Mars. Yeah, two <laughs> two British dorks from the 1870s who decide to fly in a spaceship to Mars. Exactly. <laughs> and their spaceship is like <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it, it's got like a coal furnace in there for its, you know, power oh, yeah. source, remember? Oh yeah, that's and, right. Yeah. Oh. And and silly shit happens like they get attacked by little squid babies. They're flying Martian, not Martian, flying space squid babies. And may, they gotta, there may or may not be a space kraken in there as well. Yeah, and it's it's just cute and silly and fun, but it's not a gameplay game. This is a puzzle game uh, where the whole point is communicating and interacting with your co-op partner and just having a jolly little time. Oh, jolly That's really what it time. is. Agreed. And plus, I mean, it's always good to support indie devs and especially when it's only a one-man team. I mean, it's it's an yeah. impressive game. So uh, before we wrap up, I was actually looking into what Philip has been up to and he currently has a new game in early access right now on Steam called Watch This Space. It's a multiplayer game about shooting asteroids, about racing asteroids, about eating asteroids, about being the asteroid, and about rules that change. I mean, asteroids are pretty cool. I could play that game. It looks like it just came to early access uh, last month, actually. Cool. It sounds like he's taking the asteroid formula and kind of messing around with it a little bit, making it some indie games. I was trying to look at some... Uh, Talk about asteroid from like the 80s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the idea. It's like asteroids, but you are the asteroid and there's a bunch of mini games surrounding the asteroids, huh. but they're really vibrant and colorful. So you're trying to probably get like, probably avoid getting shot down. Maybe. Oh wait, I'm thinking missile command. Uh-oh. I'm um, getting my asteroid and missile command mixed up right now. It's okay, Dimmers. You can't, you can't remember all the retro games, but anyway, it sounds like Philip is still doing some cool shit. Um, and do you want to support him? And again, like 39 days to Mars, super cute game, would highly, highly recommend it. It's accessible. I would say to, Anybody of all ages. Um, yeah, if you like puzzle games and you yeah. have a co-op partner who also likes puzzle games, you guys are going to like this game. Agreed. So definitely a number one recommendation for me. It's fun. I love it. I hope you'll love it too. So I think that'll do it. Cool. For this episode of The Coop Show. The Coop Show. Not to be confused with a chicken coop. Can you tell I have story of seasons on my mind? <laughs> my clucky den. Okay. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at contact at coopshow. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> contact at coopshow.com. You can go to coopshow.com or find me on Twitter at Blonde Nerd. Jason is also on Twitter, but I don't think he would recommend you follow him. Yeah, it's, I, have a, I have a boring Twitter feed. You don't, you're not going to care about my What did you post about today? Whether or not caffeine helps or hinders like your workflow productivity or something? Eh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, can't, I can't laugh. You're the one making all of the money, so it's fine. Um, thank you so, <laughs> so much for listening to the co-op show and supporting what we do. We really appreciate it. And we will see you next week. Later. Bye.